Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. excited for the conversation today, and we're going we're gonna to continue on the same path. Here's what I'm going to say in the beginning, though, which is something that I would have never said about myself 
even five years ago, is I'm a swimmer. Like, legit, I'm a swimmer. Like, this morning, I swam. I swam 700 this morning. I only did 700. And, and, and I'll be honest, this morning, the best I could do was 50s. Like, I could, go, I could do 50s back and forth. Because, you know, I had, I had, some of you may know, I had COVID last week. I got pretty, I got hit pretty good by COVID last week, to be honest with you. I kind of thought I was a little bit immune to it because the last few times I had it really wasn't anything. But last week it beat me up pretty good. So, but you know what? I, I got back to the gym. It's the first time I swam and it was different. It was a lot different swimming when I don't have my full breathing capacity back. But you know what? I still showed up. I still swam, and I just did 50s because that's what I could do today. And here's the wild thing. If, if I, when, I, when I'm on swimming, because here's the thing. I, I, never, I wasn't a swimmer. I was never a swimmer. I didn't grow up swimming. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I, I didn't grow up in pools. I grew up, I grew up with a black father and a, and, a, and, a, and a white mother that mostly traveled around the country, you know, selling, selling artwork and stuff on corners. And I didn't, I didn't swim much. We didn't go to the beach much. So I never really learned how to swim. I mean, I knew how to swim. I knew how to get from one end of the pool to the other, but I was never a swimmer. And, and the reason I keep saying this is because sometimes I have to remind myself now that I'm a swimmer. And as you're listening to me, I want you to think of an area because I'm going to open it up after and i want you to think of an area in your life where you are something now that in the past you would have never believed and and it's not just about being that it's about the breakthroughs that came from that see about about 20 years ago you know my daughter jacqueline had come home from her mom's house and and said you know what dad you should you should get your real estate license. Uh, Mom's friend Sue makes a lot of money selling real estate. And I was just like, okay, like that's kind of strange you would say that. But I, and I didn't think much of it. I was like, all right, whatever. That, you know, and so anyway, next morning, for whatever reason, I woke up and it was on my mind to get my real estate license. So I decided, I went down and I, and I took the test. And I, I, it took me five months or so. And before I knew it, I, I had my real estate license. And because of that, because of getting that real estate license, it opened so many doors for me in my life. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, my, it was, it's my daughter, Jacqueline, and she's, uh, she's getting married this month, by the way. And I've got two amazing grandchildren now with her. And she's amazing. She's an amazing young lady. But because of her coming home that day and saying, Dad, you should get your real estate license. It opened so many areas. And, and I have had so many opportunities. And then in 2017, after I ran my real estate team and, you know, we were, I was part of the top 100 mastermind at Keller Williams and did some other things. I, I joined a group of, of real, top, top real estate agents all over the country. It was a mastermind. And it was a one-year journey. We were going to all go on together. And, and at the first three-day event in Burlington, Vermont, everybody at that meeting was challenged to take on a health track. So the tracks were yoga, 
which, uh, you know, I, I mean, I did CrossFit at the time, so yoga was, uh, was pretty, <laughs> pretty simple, pretty wimpy for me. The second one was interval training. For you guys that know interval training, that high-intensity interval training was, you know, not bad. I could certainly do that. And then the third one was the Ironman race. And as soon as I heard that, my, my, the little voice in my head was like, hell no, I'm not doing an Ironman race. Plus, I didn't even own a bike at the time. I, I never ran more than a 5K. And like I said, I did not really know how to swim. So the interval was the easy choice for me. So over the next few days, you know, we had all gotten pressure from, from the host to move it up to the next level. So if you picked yoga, you were going to go to interval. If you picked interval, you, you know, you were going to go to the Ironman. That, that's, that's how it was set up. And, you know, I was pretty content with my decision to stick with the interval. But, but you know what? There was a part of me inside, a part of me deep down that knew that really wasn't pushing yourself, David. You can do more than that. You're doing CrossFit now. Interval is that's actually going down a level. So on the last night, I agreed. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I signed up for the Ironman race. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I, I felt really good about that decision until I showed up at the Ellington YMCA pool. And I, and I, and I had my bathing suit, my goggles and everything. And I, and I swam one lap down. And I panicked. And I said, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? I just swam one 25-meter lap. I've been drinking nasty chlorine pool water, and I cannot breathe. I panicked. I called my wife. I said, "Hun, I got to get out of this. This is impossible. There's no way I can do this. I, I'm like, this is – in order for me to do this race, I have to do 78 laps back and forth. I just did one, and I'm going to die. I can't do it. Now my wife's always massively supportive, and she's like, you can do anything. You can do it. And I said, all right, hon, yeah, whatever. I didn't believe her. I hung up, said, okay. Next call was to Adam, the host. Uh, I'm not going to repeat his exact words here because it's not appropriate. But what he did say to me was get a swim coach. And I said, oh, they have swim coaches? And he said, yeah, click. So I went to the YMC counter, and they gave me the phone number for Joel. And I spoke with Joel later that day, and he told me his fee was about 80 bucks an hour. And, uh, and, and my first thought was, okay, well, 80 bucks an hour, I'll figure this out on my own. But anyway, I did agree to meet him <laughs> on Thursday. So, you know, that was four days later. I did get some help in the meantime from the lifeguard. And, and you know, he was okay, Ben, but he couldn't give me his full attention. And, uh, you know, obviously he, he was the lifeguard. Um, so at the first meeting with Joel now, Joel watched me swim back and down a few times. And, you know, I was out of breath, but, you know, I'd come a long way in four days. So what he did was he helped me make a few changes to my stroke. He watched me swim back and down again with a new stroke. He said, okay, great. I want you to do this. He watched me, and we, I swam, and I rested in between laps. He said, all right, great. I want you to practice this now for 30 minutes, and I'll meet you back tomorrow morning. And I almost said no. I was like, yeah, you know, I can figure this out. But I agreed. So anyway, next morning, he showed up. I swam with the new stroke. I was proud. I made it back and forth. But before I could catch my breath, he said, go again. And I said, huh? He said, go again. And I said, now? He said, go again. And so I started swimming back to the other side of the pool. And I, he walked along the side. I got to the other end. 
And as soon as I went to grab on the side to hold the railing, out of breath, breathing heavy, he said, go back. And I said, now he said, go back. And he yelled. And I was like, and I just turned around and I started swimming. And here's the thing. Was I out of breath? Absolutely. Did I drink nasty chlorine water? Absolutely. But you know what? I made it back to the other end of the pool. Six days earlier, I could barely do one lap, and I was going to quit. And I just did four laps today without stopping. And here's, the, here's probably the most interesting part of this. I probably could have done those four laps the first day. There was just nobody there to push me. So five weeks later, with Joel, I had done 16 laps back at 16. Can you believe that? Like, this is why I tell you today I'm a swimmer. I did 16 back and forth without swimming. The whole process with Joel lasted me about three months, and then finally I felt comfortable, and I ended up hiring a triathlon coach that helped me out with all the sports. But, see, here's, here's my point today, and then I want to open it up. Because I want to hear your swimming story. And yes, I did complete that Ironman race. I completed a 1.2-mile swim. And it took me 49 minutes. And, and I'll, I promise you, when I felt like I won the race when I got out of that freezing cold water, Lake Placid rate water. You know, the wa actually, the water was warmer than it was outside. I think it was 37 outside, and the water was like 40. So the water was actually not bad. Joel, in pushing me and doing that, he helped me have breakthroughs that showed up in other areas of my life. Not just swimming, not just completing that race, but those breakthroughs showed up as confidence in other areas of both my life and my business. And, and, I, and, I, and I promise you, I believe that Joel was the most important piece in me completing that race because if it wasn't for him, I absolutely would have quit. And, and, and I promise you 100% I thought it was impossible. Now, I'm going back. This race was in 2019. I have swam a lot. I swim three days. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. It's a week now. It's part of my routine. When I say I'm a swimmer, it's because I go to the pool and swim three days a week. It's part of my exercise routine. I love it. I enjoy it now. I didn't in the beginning. And, 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 and here's the thing. I can swim 100 meters in about, in about two minutes, which is it's not world class, but I mean, it's pretty solid. But if you would have told me in 2019 that there would be a day that I could swim 100 meters in two minutes or under, I would have said impossible. Never going to happen. Not this black guy. Not going to happen promise you no way I was not put on this world earth to swim not gonna happen it's a freaking miracle and why did that happen because I kept showing up
because I kept showing up to those miserable pools. I remember when I used to have to swim a thousand, I'd be in the pool for an hour and sometimes an hour and 45 minutes trying to get through that swim. Like literally people would be coming and going and coming and going. I'd be swimming, swimming with little old ladies. And here I am dragging my body behind and looking this horrible stroke swimming like a straight out I or an L. And I got little ladies swimming right past me. Just complete embarrassing. But you know what? I just kept showing up and kept showing up and kept showing up. And now I've done multiple races. I, I'm a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. And, and, and here's the thing that's more important than anything else. And then I want to open it up. I want to hear someone else's story. More important than anything else. That created belief in me. You know, I, I did a race. I did a, a small sprint race out in, um, in Connecticut. And I can't, think, I can't remember the name of the, the lake. Uh, lake Tara, Lake Tara. Lake Taramungus, or Lake Taramungus, something like that. And, uh, and uh, it was my first sprint race, and I was all excited. And I, I showed up. I was pumped. I had my bike. I had everything ready to go. And, and I swam. And ju this guy, Justin, that helped me out a lot. Justin, really good guy, Justin Bousquet. I haven't seen him in a while, but he was, he'd swim with me in the middle of this lake. And I'd be terrified, but I knew he was there for me. He was there with me. And I, and I remember the first time I did that, the first race, it was a sprint. So it was a 500-meter sprint. And sprint races are fast. They're not, not like an, an Ironman race. You pace yourself. You, you're in there for the long endurance. But a sprint, you're racing. So anyway, the, 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 the pop gun goes off, and I swim. And, and I'm swimming, and I'm flying. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy cow, I'm uh, getting tired. And I'm falling behind. And I'm getting real tired. And then I start panicking. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm breathing. I'm, I'm sinking. I'm, I'm taking in water. I'm, I'm panicking. I'm now I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So, so I, 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 I stop swimming. And I, and I put my arm up, and I'm waving. And, and there's, you know, when you do these races, there's all these canoes and, and, and boats and people there to save you and paddle boards. So I'm, I'm waving, and I'm like, <laughs> And, 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 I'm in the, and the paddle board's coming towards me to save me. And then I happen to see on the shore is my wife and my two daughters standing there, staring at me. And I'm, I'm probably only 150 yards out or something. And I saw that. And as soon as I saw that, I got my, my stuff together. And, and, and I said, I saw, I, I said, there's no way I can't quit right now. And, and, and I got my head together. And the guy with the paddleboard came out. He's like, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm good. He said, you sure? I said, yeah, I'm good. And then I said, he said, okay. And then I got my composure. And I started swimming again. And I was swimming. And I was swimming really slow. But he stayed right next to me. And I swam. And then eventually, he realized I was good. And he went and did his own thing. And I made it in. And I was the last person out. The last one out of this Lake Taramungus sprint race, out of the water. The last person on the bike. And when I came out, you should have saw me. I thought I won the frigging race. Somebody's taking some water or something. Somebody else is swimming right now, I think. So if you got an open mic, help, help us out, please. So last one out. And, and I remember my wife, V, was like, 
I was like, oh my God, I did it, I did it. She's like, get on your bike, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, you're right, you're right. Get on. And I was so excited and I just, I ran for that and I grabbed my bike and I got changed and I got on a bike and I actually did pretty good on the bike in the swim. But it was my first experience with, with, with an actual race. And, and, and let me tell you why that's important. In 2021, after my race, a bunch of us were swimming in Lake Champlain. And I don't know if you guys know Lake Champlain. It's a, it's a large lake. It's miles across. And we were swimming out a quarter mile. We were going to swim out a quarter mile and back. And I felt pretty confident in my swimming ability at this point. I had done the race. So I, you know, these guys left. And I had left about three minutes behind them. And I said, I'll catch up to them. No big deal. And what I realized after swimming for about probably 12 to 15 minutes, I was not going to catch up to them. And then I started getting nervous because they were so far out. I was yelling. They couldn't hear me. So I started again. I, I, I started to panic now. Oh, my God, what did I do? I just swam out here. I'm out almost a quarter mile out. I, these guys can't even see me or hear me. And then I turned around and I looked at the shore and I said, oh, my God. And then as soon as I turned around, I felt current that I hadn't felt before. For some reason, the current was going against me. So now I was about to start like panicking. And thank God, I mean, I had a, I had a pull buoy. So I, I was I mean, I was safe. I had a pull buoy, although I had a, a wetsuit on. But what occurred to me and here's the coolest thing about this. What occurred to me as soon as I started to, to, to kind of lose it a little bit and panic was my getting my composure together, my daughter standing there looking at me in that little lake in Connecticut. And then remembering how I was able to get my breathing back, get my stuff together, and then swim back. And I used that exact same experience in Lake Placid to turn around. I'm sorry, Lake, in uh, Lake Champlain to turn around and swim back to the shore by myself. So that's why I'm telling you today that I'm a swimmer. And, and I promise you that swimming has opened up so many doors and so many opportunities and so many possibilities in my life because again something that i thought was impossible not only became possible i'm actually pretty good at it right now <laughs> i'm pretty good but you know why because i kept showing up and i just kept showing up so as i promised you before i was going to open it up whoever wants to share mic flash if you want just open your mic. Maybe I won't see you. Tell, tell me. You can either share, okay, here's what I got from listening to your story, or I'd love to hear your own break. Do you have a breakthrough story like that? I see both Mare and Tony. All right. Awesome. Whoever wants to go first. I guess I'll You're go. in I'm charge, ready. Mary Lynn. Yeah, go ahead and go first because I'm in an area that's going in and out. All right. Can you hear me? Okay. First of all. Yes, I can hear you. Fine. All right, so here's the thing. Um, 
So a few years ago, I would have never had the courage to get myself all dolled up, much less take a selfie and put it out there on social media. And this is why. You know, I didn't feel free enough to put myself out there. Uh, I didn't feel deserving of happiness, abundance, or being loved. Um, I had body dysmorphic disorder. So, you know, I, I viewed myself as, as defective, ugly, and flawed. Um, that used to be the talk track in my head, and it would loop continuously, replaying itself. Whenever I entertained thoughts of allowing myself, or of showing myself to the world, you know, my own torture playlist. You know, I, I lifted those words from schoolyard bullies. I lifted those words from my stepfather, um, who inflicted mental and emotional abuse uh, throughout my teenage years because I had really bad acne. You know, he would make fun. He would delight himself by making fun of me. Um, and further fueling my low self-esteem is the fact that I'm, you know, very petite and, and I'm very small, small bones, small frame. And, you know, I would get comments from people telling me to go eat a cheeseburger, calling me a bone and, and other names, you know, and in my mind, I would scream at them that, listen, I eat like a damn truck driver and I still can't put on any weight, so shut up. And I tried therapy to overcome, you know, my past and, and silence those, that controlling chatter for my internal bullies. And it didn't work. You know, I was just mentally and physically exhausted. I was just so sick and tired of, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was just sick and tired of listening to the BS and those toxic people that tore me down. And although, you know, I hated mirrors, uh, one day I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and turned to face the woman I saw. I didn't see my flaws. Instead, I saw a woman who looked broken and, and defeated. I saw the pain in her eyes and I wanted to hug her. I wanted to fight for her. And then my playlist started up in my head, replaying my tormentor's voices. <clears throat> I was still looking in the mirror. I lifted my hand and shouted, stop. For a second, they stopped. That tiny moment showed me that I could take control. That moment told me that I could decide that I was no longer going to allow anyone to make me feel inferior ever. That moment told me that I could choose to believe something different about myself than accepting the negative thoughts of others. Now look at me now. I shifted my mindset. I realized my worth and got clear that I am enough. I'm enough for myself and to serve others. I made it a point to affirm to others who feel the same way that you, that yes, <laughs> that you are worthy mm. and deserving of happiness and being loved. You are enough simply because you exist and you have nothing to prove to anyone. And I've, I, I told myself that I've shifted my mindset and now I'm unstoppable. It's amazing. And look at me now, you know, amazing. Two years ago, I would have not been able to get up on the stage and speak like I am now. I don't know. I guess, you know, shifting my mindset and realizing that I am enough allowed me to embrace my uniqueness and step into my power. And I've taken my power back. And with that said, I'm landing my plane. Thank you for allowing me to share 
yeah awesome thank you for sharing that and uh yeah it's a it's a i love the story and you know it's it's cool that you were able to to see that in yourself and do that and it's awesome and i love the fact too that you got up and you shared your voice because the reality is there are a lot of people listening right now that probably do have something to say but they're scared to raise their hand or they're scared to say something so if you are that person right now i want you to take what mer just said and just do it just get outside you know just get a little uncomfortable raise that hand because i'll tell you i promise you you will have a breakthrough you will have a breakthrough but it take that it, it has to start with that first just that that faith that raising of the hand that getting you know willing to do the thing that you hadn't done before so appreciate you mer thank you for that share um who else did you say mary mary lynn had it was me tony what's up tony hey what's happening this is tony c so um <clears throat> yeah I, I love the story i'm not i can't remember the, the person before me but great story and uh it just had me really think uh the phrase nothing is ever accomplished in the comfort zone nothing uh and with that um one one of one one thing that's fundamental in life is faith, and you know I'm not I, I'm not tapping in, on, in religion when I say this. Um, I'm, I'm speaking more so a relationship with a higher power, our Father, the universe, what what it may be. But the thing uh, that uh, we need to be mindful of is our story is already written from very from the very beginning to the very end. And it's written in victory. It's not. It's not written in loss. So if we tap in on the faith that uh, that, that we should have in the author of the story, because who know better than the author? I mean, if you grab your favorite novel, you grab you grab your favorite book, and if you just happen to have a relationship with the the author of that book, uh, I'm sure if you sit sat down and had a conversation with that author, that person will be able to tell you what's going on in the book a lot better than you. After reading a few chapters, you, 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 I mean, if you consult with the author, the author would definitely know from, very, very, from the very beginning to end how impactful that book's going to be to you, what's going to happen in the book. So the same thing applies for your life. Therefore, you should develop that faith in the author of your life and know that even in tough times, even in tough times, uh, you're going to make it. Because the one thing about it, our author is undefeated. And, and another thing about it, when it comes back to you, you survived 100% of your worst days. I'm going to say that again. You, I'm talking about you who's listening on the other end of this microphone or telephone or whatever, you've survived 100% of your worst days, be it divorce, be it a loss of a, a, loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, being broke. Or, or, or whatever the case may be, you survive. But sometimes it takes. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. Oftentimes, more times than not, it takes us going through that fire for us to develop the pressure to to get us out of our comfort zone, to get us more creative, to get us more resilient, to get us more stronger, to to, to allow us to love a little harder, to allow us to tap into gratitude. Sometimes it takes us. Uh, going through that fire, just like a precious diamond. It starts off with an ugly coal, but turns into a beautiful, very valuable diamond. But the process was it 
had to go through the fire. It had to go through the pressure. And pressure creates diamonds. I'm sure you've heard that uh, slogan. Amen. Amen. Amen, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate the share. It, it's it's 1002. We, we want to transition at 10 a.m. So appreciate you. I'm going to I'm going to move it over to Nate, who's coming up next. I just want to thank you, Tony, as well as Murr for the shares. OK. And then, by the way, there's a link that was posted. I work with salespeople. I help with connecting, with converting, following up and closing. And, and I'll help you have breakthroughs in the area of sales in your business and in your life. So if that's something you're interested in, a couple ways to do that. Click on that link. You can either join our community or if you want a copy of my book, it's only five bucks. You can click on the link there and get yourself an electronic PDF version of our book, which is a sales playbook. Uh, that said, I appreciate all you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me show up here and, and, and share. And I'm, I'm really hoping I inspired some people and I want you to go out there and be the best version of yourself and do something that's going to challenge you. Do something that's going to get you uncomfortable and do something that's going to help you get a breakthrough. So with that. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.